Hey friend, this is Ryan Thomas. We're so blessed and grateful you're listening to On the Road and supporting Faith Radio. You are quite simply the best and we appreciate you so much. Enjoy the show. Discovering stories of courage, determination, and hope. Welcome to Faith Radio's On the Road. Now, here's Ryan Thomas. He's written and recorded some of the most impactful songs in CCM history, but he keeps finding ways to bring us hope in fresh and groundbreaking ways. Mr. Matthew West is the tremendous recording artist behind songs like Hello, My Name Is, Grace Wins, and Day One. His latest earnest and inspiring record is just available, called Brand New. And Matthew, it is quite simply the best to have you here, sir. Is the day treating you pleasantly? Very well. Doing great. It's an exciting day. Glad to be talking to you today. Oh, we're so glad to have you here. It really is a treat. Now, I'm legitimately curious about something. As a Midwestern product transplanted to beautiful Nashville, Tennessee, do you ever miss a winter that means business, or are you rather doing just fine without it? Yeah, my my resistance to the cold temperatures has definitely weakened uh, <laughs> since I've left Chicago, where I grew up and lived in Nashville. You know, it, although. Strangely, as I'm talking to you today, it's like one of the colder days of the year. It's, uh, it's, uh, it was just, just at around 25, 30 degrees this morning. And, oh, that and, is uh, cold. Yeah, so, but I travel around the country quite a bit, and um, I see a lot of cold temperatures. Uh, it's just always nice to come, come back to Nashville where <laughs> winter is just a little milder. A tender Tennessee Christmas, as someone has said before. That's right, in the words of Amy Grant, yeah. <laughs> Well, the tremendous single that's led the record and so many will have heard on the radio is The God Who Stays. And it begins uh, with one of the most relatable statements ever. If I were you, I would have given up on me by now. I would have labeled me a lost cause. But we go on to share the joy-filled truth that he is the God who never leaves, the God who stays. Could you take us on the journey to this song? Yeah, you know, really... So the new album is called Brand New, and that title might be a little misleading and might make somebody think, oh, it's about looking forward, or, but it's really about the old being new again. And um, a lot of this album, a lot of the songs are about maybe not as much looking forward, but first returning. And by that, I mean, like a lot of these songs are even just returning to God's promises in my life that that I needed to be reminded of on a new and deeper level, you know? And, and this is one of those songs that's just like, man, needing that reminder that, gosh, even when I would give up on me, there is one who never does. Even when everybody else around me, you know, even when I feel like a failure or when the enemy's telling me that I've messed up too many times, that I've created too much of a distance between me and God, that there is no distance that God is not willing to, to cover and cross to, to come to me and, and to Romans 5, 8, God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners, right? So uh, Christ died for us while we were still a mess, while I was still a mess, when I am a mess. And, uh, and so it's been neat to hear people respond to this song that is a reminder of the promise of God's presence, because 
I'm seeing people find their way into it in a multitude of ways, right? So it's the spouse who's, whose husband walked out, right? They've, they've been abandoned on that level. And this song is speaking to them as a reminder of who will never walk out on them, right? It's the, it's the person who's been battling an addiction and, and, and been made to feel like they're ostracized from family or community or their church. And yet there, there's that reminder of the one who is still with them, who's not given up on them. And the list goes on. All of those different things in each of our lives that make us feel like somehow we've created a distance between us and God. And I had a friend say to me once, if you ever feel a distance between you and God, God is never the reason. He's the, he's the mm. one who closes the distance that, that we and our sin cause between us. Wow. Wow, that really is powerful stuff. And, and it's countercultural. You know, I think consistency and faithfulness and endurance, maybe we connect so much to that message because we see so little of it in the world today. Well, and that's what the world wants and needs. You know, this world can, you know, what have I heard, you know, the term cancel culture? You know what I mean? Where it's like somebody makes a mistake and they're canceled. Right. Like right. You, see, you see that hashtag on Twitter, like they'll do that with TV stars or athletes where they say something that, that people don't like or do something that's wrong. And, and then it says canceled. We're, like we're canceling them like a TV show would be canceled or something. And it's so harsh, you know, and just, man, here comes that message of grace, that message of, of, of a God who's, who's never going to cancel you, you know, that, or, or, or better, better said would be our mistakes and our shortcomings and our failures can never cancel out God's love. And, uh, man, I could write and sing songs about that all day long because I need to hear songs like that all day long. Oh, amen. It makes so much sense. Uh, the recording artist, Mr. Matthew West, the brand new album, quite fittingly titled brand new, you're on Faith Radio's On the Road. Okay, I was going to save this for a little bit later, but I'm so excited about this song, I can't resist asking you right away. Love on the Radio, sir, the track, this is basically a musical creed as to why you do what you do, and it is simply fantastic. You open this song, I could sing a different kind of song. I could chase more money. I could try to be famous. Everybody love me. I could try to muddy up my message. I could water down my words till nobody knows what I'm saying, but that ain't going to work. This is something you clearly feel deeply about. Yes. A hundred percent. I mean, it's a, it's a matter of, uh, kind of, I guess if, if there was such a thing as a musical mission statement, that song would be it. And, uh, and yet it's in the, it's in the kind of framework of this fun pop song, you know, and it's just me talking about like, you know, sometimes people say, oh, man, you, if you cross over or became mainstream artist, you'd reach more people. It's like, man, I think I'm exactly where God wants me to be. And, you know, I, th- there's a line in the song that says, does every song have to be about Jesus? And I say, well, yes, yes, it does. <laughs> and, and, uh, and the reason for that is just to say, man, I sing songs about what I believe in. And the driving force of my life is my faith in God. And so I want my songs to uh, echo that and emulate that. and and uh and shout that out to the world that that uh is looking for hope and and needs to know where true hope is found 
Well, you mentioned the unique sound of that song. And, you know, increasingly I've noticed this again and again in your music. When we when we talk about our favorite music, it's often in terms of a sound, right? You know, they have a Beatles sound or a DC Talk sound. But one of the things that you've really been able to do is refresh and renew your sound. And you can take sort of a Matthew West retrospective journey and listen to say the motions back to back with mercy is a song and love on the radio. And it's an entirely different listening experience. Just how hard is it to keep that soundscape fresh? You know, you always want to break new ground. I think, you know, as a songwriter and musician, man, that's, that's my job, you know? And (laughs) what's cool though, is it's like, here I am like, I always want to break new ground musically and even my approach lyrically, but I'm telling the same story with every song, you know, it's like, and that's what's super fun about it. It's just like, man, how many different ways can I sing about Jesus? You know? (laughs) And, uh, um, you know, so it is important though. A lot of it's musical influences. It's having, um, it's writing with different people who come towards, uh, who approach songwriting in a different way. And that strengthens me as a writer. So a lot of those things, or sometimes it can be as simple as picking up a, a different instrument. Like, like I have different guitars that, that sound different when I play them and somehow they evoke different types of songs. Or when I sit at the piano, like you can hear on the God who stays, it's like, okay, I was sitting at the piano that day. You know what I mean? So really? um, those are all different things. Sometimes it's a change of environment. Like um, I built a new studio, which was a real dream come true for me to have a studio in my home or at my house. It's actually behind my house so that I could work from home. And uh, that's where all the songs for this new album were written. And that was, that in itself was a very inspiring thing as well. So all of those different things kind of added up to create hopefully what will be just a continuation of me trying to break new ground and uh, sing about Jesus in a new way. You know, one of the most fascinating narratives of your career is that you have continued in so many songs to share the stories of the people who love your music. And some of these folks you meet, some that write to you, I know you've got tens of thousands of letters, and those stories end up as songs. And that continues on this record in songs like Walking Miracles. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, Walking Miracles uh, was inspired by a couple things that took place on the road. And, and the first thing was uh, a young guy, a young kid actually named William, uh, who came up to me at a concert um, in New Mexico. And he wanted to share his story with me at this VIP meet and greet that we had. And it was wound up being a really special moment that stuck with me and, and gave me the inspiration for this song. He said, you know, Matthew, I, uh, I just wanted to tell you my miracle. And, uh, he said, when I was born, I had a stroke at three weeks old and uh, the doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong. And I almost died. And the doctors told my parents that I was, that I wasn't going to survive, but I did. And he had this big smile on his face. And then he said, <laughs> and then the doctors told my parents that I was never going to talk, but I, I started talking and had speech therapy and now I can speak. And then he said, I would never walk, but I started get, taking my first steps. And he just kept telling me one obstacle that he's overcome after the other the, the last part of his story was so awesome. He said, I shared my story on Easter Sunday at my church. And when I got to the part about the doctor saying that I'd never run, I dropped the microphone and I ran a lap around my <laughs> church and everybody cheered for me. And that's what inspired me to write the song Walking wow. Miracles. You'll, and that's why you hear me say, let me tell you about William. 
And then I go and I talk about Veronica. And Veronica was a lady in the second row of my concert holding up a poster that said, cancer couldn't stop me from coming to hear you sing. And, uh, and that's what, those are the inspirations for that song. And it's pretty neat to see that resonate with people. So many people have their own miracle story and it's awesome to hear miracle stories, to be reminded that, that God is still a God of miracles. We're talking with the gentleman, Mr. Matthew West today, the recording artist, his brand new album, quite fittingly titled brand new here for faith radios on the road. And I mean, it really comes out just as we hear you tell the behind the scenes of that song, but found it interesting. You've said before that really at your heart, maybe even beyond music, you really are a storyteller. I really do feel like that's the truth. You know, in Nashville, you might see billboards that say things like, it all starts with a song. But I like to back that up because every songwriter knows that, that it all starts with a story. And, uh, and so, you know, yeah, I've been, I've been collecting people's stories for years now. And, and on my records, it's sort of a combination of everything. I tell my story, I tell your story, and it reminds us that our stories all have some things in common. And so mm. um, I, there, I think there's something powerful about when you hear somebody's story and you're inspired by it and reminded um, who the author of all stories is, you know, there's power in that. There's community in that. There's strength in that. And, uh, and so I hope my songs can draw out the stories of other people's lives. And you're actually taking it a step further now as well. You have crafted something that you call the story house collective alongside a new uh, management company, your own management company, as if you weren't busy enough already uh, doing these new efforts. Talk a little bit about the heart behind these. Yeah, you know, um, I, I've always been, um, I guess you could say entrepreneurial in my, in my uh, ambitions. And, you know, from the very beginning days of my career, I was, you know, I printed my own posters and recorded my own, CDs and cassettes in my college dorm room and, you know, would figure out how to sell my cassette to make enough money to buy more and, you know, so on and so forth. And I guess over the course of time, you just wind up learning more than you realize that you did. And, and then there comes a tipping point where it's like, okay, well, maybe I, what I could take, I could take what I learn and, and pay it forward and, and help create platforms for other young artists and songwriters as well. And so, that's that's definitely part of a second act for me and my music, the chance to uh, to lend my platform to other artists. And so we started a company, a management company, and that's been a really fun experience. Just uh, getting the chance to to help champion the artists of tomorrow that want to sing about Jesus, and and uh, eventually they'll kick me out of a job. <laughs> You know, when you talked about cassette tapes there, I sensed a certain, did I detect a certain affection in your voice? Do you miss cassette tapes? <laughs> well, I, I love, I love current technology and the ways that pe that, that, uh, technology has made music accessible to people, just incredible. Uh, and so I, I love that, but yeah, I mean, I think there's an element of nostalgia there that it's fun to think about as well. So in fact, I sent to to some of my most uh, devoted fans who who are always active on social media and telling people about my music. I uh, I sent some people uh, about twenty people got a, a retro old school cassette player yes. in the mail, 
and it said this, you know, something else is coming. And then I sent them a limited edition cassette copy of, of the new record this oh, week, so they could, so they could listen in old school style. Oh, that is fantastic. Well, it's interesting. You talk about, you know, the way that the industry has changed. And obviously that's, that's an enormous conversation with so many different tentacles to it. But in terms of for the artist, it's been fascinating to hear uh, many of you talk about the difference that sort of listener behavior has made, even to the way that you craft music in a certain way. And when it comes to streaming and people's different behaviors and listening to individual songs, has that made a difference even to the way that you write songs, to the way you produce songs, or not so much? Oh, yeah. No, 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 it has. I mean, technology has always uh, informed the songwriter, and, or I should say the, the, the smart songwriter. <laughs> um, you know, the, uh, the, the artist or creator that, um, that's wise enough to, to take note of what's happening in the world. I mean, that's, and that's our job, too. I mean, you know, I think a lot of times, music creation can be romanticized to the extreme where you just think, Oh, somebody's just off in the woods and not paying attention to anything that's happening in the world. Yeah. And it, it's the exact opposite. Like I write my best songs when I'm entrenched in what's happening in the world, you know, cause how else am I going to know what to write? That's why I collect people's stories like crazy. Cause I want my finger on the pulse, you know, of what people are going through and what they need to hear. And, 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 and that's how I feel like the Lord, shows me what messages need to be written. But then from a musical creation standpoint and a technical standpoint, knowing how people are listening to music, how they're receiving their music, what matters to them more now, watching my children, my daughters, how they consume music, it all informs and educates. Uh, and it has changed my approach to songwriting. You know, there's some things that stay the same, but then there are different elements that, um, yeah, you can hear it in my music, the progression. A lot of the production styles will continue to evolve. Um, but, you know, no matter how fancy you try to get with your production, if you don't have good lyrics and if you don't have a big idea for a song, you really just have a cool, a bunch of sounds and a cool, cool melody. But you got to have that big idea, especially in Christian music, man. These songs need to speak. They can't just be cool three-minute music pieces. I, I want lyrics that shoot straight to the heart wow. of somebody who's hurting. Well, that actually makes a tremendous amount of sense because as a listener to your music uh, for all these years, I've noticed that I so often feel convicted and I so often feel motivated and activated by listening to your songs. So it's very interesting to hear you say that's very much on your mind when you craft the songs. 100%. I mean, I'll never get too caught up in, okay, is my song cool? Did I... You know, I mean, all that stuff's important, and I want, don't get me wrong, like, it's awesome when they call me and say, oh, you got number one song, or whatever. Some, those are great things to have happen, but but at the end of the day, man, you know, I'm in this to, to write lyrics that that echo the truth that's changed my life. And uh, and so, you know, when somebody else is out there and they need, they need a song to kind of anchor them through, you know, I've seen the Lord speak through Christian music in a powerful way. He's done it in my life. And I know he's done it in other people's lives. And so I think, you know, the only thing that's really changed for me in my career is my convictions even deeper in why I'm doing what I do and how important it is. Man, just a few more minutes uh, with this great guy, Mr. Matthew West, here on the road for Faith Radio. The new record is called Brand New. 
and you talked about, you know, sort of the deeper beyond face value meaning of the title track and the album title as well. And you've spoken about really trying to recapture the freshness and the vitality of the earliest days of your faith. That really resonated with me. Can you take us inside that a bit more? Well, here I can sum up that. I can answer your question by telling you the story of the blue couch. And it goes like this. Um, a 13-year-old version of me was growing up as a preacher's kid in Chicago. And uh, I uh, went to the, the basement little le- living room of, of my family childhood home. And I sat down on the blue couch that we had in that room. And um, like I always did, I picked up the remote control and turned on the TV and was looking for a baseball game or something. <laughs> One afternoon, I particularly, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Cubs fan. So I was looking for a baseball game. And instead I stumbled across a Billy Graham crusade on accident. Uh-huh. And normally I'd be the first one to change the channel when another preacher was on TV because, you know, my dad was a preacher and I just wasn't how I wanted to spend my time as a kid. Uh, but this particular day, Billy Graham was talking and it just was going straight to my heart. Just like I said, I hope my music does. And man, something was going on and, and the Lord was really knocking on the door of my heart. And my mom was doing laundry nearby in the laundry room and she came out and happened to notice me. And She put her laundry basket down on the ground. I remember she sat down next to me on the blue couch. And she just asked me, Hey, do you want to pray right now? I said, yeah, I think I do. And I remember there sitting on that blue couch, taking my mom's hand and with Billy Graham in the background, I I prayed a simple prayer, but, um, it was the moment that I asked Jesus to be the author of my story. And that was such a defining moment in my life. And, um, it's led me to who I am today. And several years later, I got to meet Billy Graham um, and got to, I'm so fortunate I got to sit at his kitchen table and we drank root beer together. <laughs> oh my and, uh, and I got to tell him how his ministry impacted my life. It was just a really special time. But, wow. you know, the last couple of years um, since he passed away, my band and I have done a, a tribute to Billy Graham at our concerts every night. And I began speaking from the stage at, at the end of my concerts every night. And I started telling the story, that story that I just told you. And I, and I kept talking about the blue couch and, and man, as I came into the studio to, to write the songs for this new record, it started to inspire what I was writing. And that's why when you look at the cover of my new album, you see me as an adult, as a grown up, sitting on a blue couch. That's the cover of my album, a blue couch. And, uh, and the reason for that is because these songs that I wrote kind of, um, they symbolize my desire to go back to that blue couch, to go back to the feeling that I had as that 13 year old kid who for the first time was given his life to Christ and, and just didn't know as much as I know now, but I knew enough to know that I needed Jesus and that he loved me and I loved him. You know, a lot of, we pick up a lot of baggage along the way. And a lot of us maybe have a story like that, even at a young age. And then gosh, the miles that pass between who we were then and who we are now can make us feel like we're never going to get back to that mm-hmm. excitement in our faith and that, that closeness we felt to God in the early days. And I just wrote these songs just kind of as one reminder after the other, that, that God still sees me as that kid who called on him and nothing's changed uh, when it comes to his love for me. And that's what this brand new album is all about. It's just realizing, Hey, I'm not perfect. I'm not the finished version of myself, 
But God's still with me. God still loves me. And he wants to do a new thing in my life. Wow. Available wherever fine music is sold. The brand new album, quite fittingly called Brand New. Mr. Matthew West has been with us, sir. What a treat. What a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much for your time. Hey, I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much for allowing me to share my stories. And uh, I hope to do it again soon. Thanks for sharing in the story of this latest episode of Faith Radio's On the Road. For more on today's conversation and the full podcast archive of all our episodes, look for On the Road when you visit MyFaithRadio.com. Thanks so much for listening to On the Road. Programming like this happens because of your incredible support. You can learn more about partnering financially at MyFaithRadio.com. And we'd be so glad to connect with you during the week on social media. Just search for On the Road with Ryan Thomas on Facebook. And our Twitter handle is at OnTheRoadRyan. Until next time, God bless you, my friend.